0: Hi everyone. My name is Natalie Ladwell, and this is the Inspiration Show. Today on the show, uh, my special guest is going to be talking about his exceptionally interesting journey from being the editor of the uh, of the uh, London Evening Standard newspaper uh, to becoming, uh, you know, uh, educated uh, in the Navajo ways uh, by uh, Blue Horse, who's a, a chief here in, in the US. Um, and he has a new book out called Spirit Land. So we're going to be talking a lot about Indigenous wisdom um, and how we can apply that to what's happening on the planet and in the world today. Uh, but before I introduce my special guest, just uh, just a reminder that if you are watching this show uh, on live on Facebook or uh, on our YouTube channel afterwards, don't forget that after the show is over, just click the link below this video so I can um, so you can take our thirty second quiz. We can figure out what's holding you back from success. So, please let me introduce my special guest, uh, Charles Langley. How are you, Charles? <laughs>
1: Thank you for having me on the show, Natalie. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Now, um, I am like I am absolutely uh, bewildered at this uh, at this journey of yours. Um, so, obviously, you were you were living in London. You're the editor of that, and that's quite a substantial uh, newspaper as well. Sunday. Well,
1: well, it is actually. It's the largest uh, evening, newspaper, uh, evening newspaper in Western Europe. But um, you're elevating me a little too highly. I, I wasn't the editor. I was the night news editor, which is a slightly nice. more humble position. So oh, I want okay. people to, to <laughs> misunderstand that.
0: I, I stand corrected. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I could I could still boss people around so that's
0: it. there you go <laughs> so um okay so you're living this life in in the UK and, and in London and I know you're married and, and your wife is a as a um a, a psychotherapist a
1: no she's a physicist, physicist she's a, a nuclear physicist yeah okay.
0: and so how did you were you here on like vacation how did you end up in the U.S.?
1: no uh it was it was slightly more serendipitous than that um i actually realized that if i stayed doing what i was doing and it, it was a, a great job by the way i mean i was responsible for news gathering worldwide when i was uh, running the night desk um but i began to realize that if i kept on doing it i was just going to end up as you know part of the furniture as uh uh and um I thought, look, I've had enough of this life. I've been a newspaper man since I was 16, actually. Uh, And um, it's time to do something else. So I quit with no idea, really, of what I was going to do. But one of the things I'd always wanted to do was drive across the United States. So I flew to Miami, bought a car, and started driving to San Francisco to see a friend of mine who was a professor at, at the university there uh and when i got to albuquerque um some very strange things (laughs) began to happen um the state's official title is the land of enchantment but local people call it the land of entrapment because once you get here it can be pretty difficult to get out it's such a fascinating place and that's what certainly happened to me and i met some people uh there were navajo indians one of them was a medicine man and uh, i was taken to um, a kind of medicine meeting um and things began to happen from there on
0: right so uh so to tell us what kind of things were happening so you, you know you find, did you find yourself in ceremony? it was just an introduction like how did that how did that play yeah. out
1: yeah well, uh, I should tell uh, your viewers that this was quite a long drawn-out process I mean this was <laughs> this took some years altogether, uh, but I was very fortunate that um, very quickly, I met a gentleman called Emerson Jackson, who is, uh, died a few years ago, very sad to say. Uh, he was a wonderful man. He was Navajo medicine man, and he'd also been uh, the president of the Native American church, that's the peyote uh, church, for 12 years. He was, I think, the longest serving president they'd ever had. And Emerson, for reasons I I never really understood, actually, kind of took me under his wing and took me into the TP. I began to uh, use the medicine, the peyote. And I, I do want to stress this to, to all your, your uh, viewers. Um, this is a very religious process. Um, mm. I have only ever used peyote in the religious context of uh, an American Indian peyote meeting. And I wouldn't advise anybody else to try using it in any other way. Um, and so I've only ever done it in this ritual way. But there's no question about this. And, and in fact, we go into this in the, in the book a, a little, where Blue Horse, who's the medicine man I became apprentice to, lists all the changes that have come over my life since I got to know the medicine, as as the Indians would say and you know these are just colossal changes uh you know i used to be a newspaper executive um now i'm not <laughs> i i, I kind of used to hate the life i was living now i don't mm-hmm. um you know nothing ever seemed to uh, well. say things never seem to go right but nothing ever seemed to be in much balance and you know when you get into your early 50s it's difficult to see where you're going to go next um but since taking the medicine i mean i've been writing books i've been meeting endless interesting people i met my wife who's one of the leading um, female physicists in the united states or indeed the world and usually physicists and artists don't really get on but somehow <laughs> we. It was an instant hit, and uh, I've been her biggest. She's sitting over there. now, you can't see it, but I've been her biggest fan ever since. So. Right. <laughs> that a, so th- that's quite a lot of changes in one man's life.
0: Right. So, so with the book Spiritland, what is uh, what's the main message of the book? What is it? What are the insights that you learned through? You know. Um, yeah. Medicine. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, the purpose of the book really was to tell people uh, of the extraordinary things that Navajo medicine men can do. Uh, you'll find in there references to, to spirit guides, uh, to divinations, where the medicine man will look into uh, some hot charcoals, which are brought specially from a fire that's, that's, that's been uh, built specially, Um they usually use juniper wood for something like this and he will look into these charcoals and he will look into the past the present the future and if somebody's ill or that, you know something bad's been happening to them he'll kind of look and try and see where the trouble is coming from um often uh, it's the result of witchcraft um there's a lot of witchcraft on the, on the Navajo reservation which which may amaze people to hear this you know I mean we tend to think of when I say we I mean as sort of um, Anglo-American folks I tend to think of witchcraft as something that belongs in the middle ages but it's very much alive on the Navajo reservation and people will generally attribute uh, ill health Bad luck, you know, car crashes, your horse dies, you know, then something else happens, and, and they will attribute it to witchcraft. And then the medicine man's job, uh, accompanied by his faithful apprentice, which is me, uh, the medicine man's job is to find out if the person has actually been witched, which is the term that the else uh, would use. Um, and if so... Where the curses have been placed, and I should explain that a curse uh, among the Navajo is a physical object. It's a bundle, six or uh, eight inches long, sometimes um, wrapped up in in hide, and it, can, it contains a lot of what the Navajos call bad stuff, uh, which is uh, things they use for cursing. Uh, essentially, uh, they say, you know, something broken, something sharp, is what they they curse with, and you'll find things in these bundles that have been deliberately broken, and often you find a stone arrowhead. But the medicine man's job is to find these things, and they've often been buried somewhere in the vicinity of the house, often nearby, sometimes hidden inside the house, though so that's less usual. But some of these things are miles away. And <laughs> uh, blue, I mean, sometimes blue and a horse and I, get in the truck and we drive for miles while he i mean i drive he directs um i'm going to ask him about this uh, he says he has a a, a whistle that he blows a medicine man's whistle and he says he blows this and he he hears the spirits talking to him telling him where to go to find these curses uh now as a well-educated north londoner from my background when I first heard about this, I thought, well, it's got to be a trick, hasn't it? You know? mm-hmm. But I've been to hundreds of these things, hundreds and hundreds of them. And these curses are real. I mean, you know, I used to think, well, maybe the medicine man's burying the curse and they're going to dig it out himself. But I mean, almost all the people we go to see, we've never heard of. I mean, they've just phoned up because somebody just told somebody is giving them a number and we don't know them. Mm -hmm. and it slowly dawned on me when he's digging up these curses Uh, and I've seen them dug up from underneath fresh snow and so on, so there's no question of anybody just sneaking out and putting it there it slowly began to dawn on me that there are a lot of real witches about so nobody needs to go bury these things themselves they're there, and people Mm -hmm. cursed witched now, you know. is it really affecting people to be honest it seems to i mean i can't tell you how i mean i'd love to say you know this is all occult forces and satanic uh, satanic devilish uh, interference and so on and to be honest uh if i could say that my model in inverted commas of, of how navajo traditional medicine works would actually work a lot better um but i i can't prove these things you know so i'm i mean every navajo i know would say well of course it's witchcraft working well of course you know it's evil spirits (laughs) you know are you stupid chance of course it is and um you know i i have to remind myself every day that they're probably right it's just that i can't prove it but what is interesting is once the curses have been lifted not in every case, but most people seem to to improve Their lives, improve or the sickness gets better and so on.
0: Wow! So, um, so in the book, are you telling a lot of like you're you, um, sharing a lot of the stories and the experience that you had there?
1: Yes, yes, it's exactly what I'm doing. I mean, the the I mean, the, I mean, some of the things these guys do are just extraordinary. I, I'll, let me give you a, a quick example. Uh, We got called out one night to this uh, one day actually um, to this farm. A lot of Navajos on the reservation live on these quite remote small farms, and uh, we got called out to see these people. And it was a very strange. We got the place was so remote, we we got lost, and we arrived hours late, and there was rainstorms going on, and and so on. Um, And we've been. The family wanted us to to see one of their um, one of the young wives in the family. Uh, she'd had a miscarriage. Um, she was going to have to go into hospital for a and C, and so on. Uh, the, the family, because she'd had several other children, the family convinced that she was the victim of witchcraft, and she didn't want to see us. And that was really unusual among uh, traditional Navajos. Anyway, cut a long story short. Uh, We're standing out there in this blinding thunderstorm, and a blue horse sent her husband away to get a something. I knew it was an excuse, but I didn't know why he was sending him away. And he suddenly turned to this woman and he said, "The reason you lost your baby is it wasn't your husband's baby, was it? It was somebody else's." And she, you just had to look at her face to know it was, and she just burst into tears. And he said, But look, Shidazi, that, that means my daughter. I'm gonna fix it. I will fix everything for you. It will be all right, and nobody will ever know. And he went round and he lifted some curses out of there. How did he do it? You know how you 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 know you can't go around saying things like that to married women unless you're absolutely darn sure of yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, Well. And all, you know, we're really remote, but all she got to do is start screaming, you know, you, got, you can't believe what these idiots are saying about me. And those men in the farm would have come running with their guns. I mean, you know, this is, this is a very remote place. Um, but he was right. Mm. Uh, and on the way back, I said to him, how on earth did you do, know that? I mean, and he just looked at me as if I'm crackers and said, Charles, how many times have I got to tell you? It's all there in the fire, and he'd been divining in the fire before we went down this. He said, I could see it all. It was all there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you can believe it or you can believe it not, but it that was true, and that's just one of the examples in the book of yeah. stunning things that these people can do.
0: Now, it sounds like you're describing a lot of, uh, well, you know, and, and let's face it, and I often will say this. I mean, I've like a, I've just spent a month back in Australia uh, yeah. with, with, uh, with, you know, friends and family I've known for a long time. And, you know, and I talk about how in California, I, I live in this, you know, <clears throat> a euphoric California bubble, you know, and I talk to people that can communicate with animals and, you know, that with angels and spirit guides and, and all this kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, I don't discount any of it, you know, because I believe that, yeah, of course, they're you know, on different dimensions and different frequencies that, you know, all of these things exist. And it sounds like Spiritland is really helping to uh, bring forth some of the stories and the experiences that you've had um, when it comes to like the Navajo energy, you know, and medicine and um, and the abilities that they have as well. And and you know, I think that, that all it does is helps to expand our mind um, as to what is actually possible. Um, and I know that when you and I were talking just before we we got on to the video today, how uh, there is a return back to Indigenous wisdom. You know, and I think that you know, at the moment, the the planet really needs it. You know, we we're, we're burning up our resources. Everything is out of balance, and when we can return back to something that's that, uh, you know, the the Native Americans have been you know we're, we're in this country for a very long time before we came in, to sort of you know, mess things up. But you know, if we can return back to some of the the common sense and the and the basis of how we can live in symbiosis with everything here on the planet. Um, that it puts us in a much better place so it looks like reservation life is really agreeing with you charles and um yeah
1: well, well yes sort of I, you know i have to uh, tell you that i mean the navajo reservation is huge i mean it's bigger than the republic of ireland it's bigger than holland and mm-hmm. many several european countries but it's also one of the most beautiful places i've ever been i mean it's, it's completely almost completely unspoiled and it's just glorious you know the ice age ended 12,000 years ago and nothing has changed there really it's just as beautiful as it ever was
0: yeah
1: but there's one point I'd like to make if I can um and that is the amount of strength that Navajo people derive from these traditional ways I mean people go to hospital the same as anybody else go to the doctor but they also want the traditional methods and, and i give a couple of examples in the book you know, of people who've been quite seriously ill. There's one particular lady who was told she was going to have a mistake to me. And the medicine man worked on her over, over a period of time. And she had the, you know, chemotherapy and the radiotherapy and so on. Uh, and the, the cancer went into remission. But I was in no doubt when I talked to her, you know, the strength she'd drawn from being able to fall back on these traditional ways of her people, which people like you I just don't have this option
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the navajos do and it, i think it hugely strengthened it and i think most doctors would agree that you know patients who believe they're going to be cured believe they can fight their their, their uh, illnesses usually do better than those who don't
0: Absolutely. And
1: the navajos do have this ace in up their sleeves when it comes to things like this that the rest of us just don't have
0: it's awesome. Well, Charles, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, it's been great. And um, I recommend everyone to, to get your hands on the book Spiritland. Uh, I know that we have a link either below the video or to the side of the video or somewhere where you can actually click through. Um, but is there a website or some way that people can connect with you, Charles?
1: Uh, yes, we, we are sorting out um, a website. No, it's not actually up and running today, but it will be in a day or two. And it's called the Diaries.com. And the full, the full title of the book, Natalie, I should tell you, is Spiritland, the peyote diaries of Charles Langley. That's, that's the full title.
0: Wonderful.
1: Uh, and it comes out on February the 1st, if I can just put in a quick plug there.
0: Lovely. <laughs> well, thanks again, Charles. Um, and, guys, I encourage you to share this video. Let's get the word out there. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. And don't forget that after the show is over, if you click the link below the video here, you can take that 30 second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you back. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. All right guys, we'll see you soon.